0: Hey, this is Todd. I got a lot of great feedback on my Appendix N Willow entry, so I'm back with the movie that holds a special place in my heart from 1986. It's Highlander. Hey. The titular Highlander is one of these warriors, so-called because he hails from the Scottish Highlands. His most potent enemy is the Kurgan, a formidable, perfect warrior from an ancient, brutal people. <laughs> For a movie about sword-fighting immortals, there isn't actually that much swordplay in it. This isn't a problem because, frankly, the swordplay, particularly by today's standards, is pretty primitive. Even back in the day, I never remember waxing lyrical about the fight choreography of Highlander. That isn't why I love it. I love it because of the wonderful absurdity of it all. Immortals drift through time, drawn to each other like opposing magnets, with swords magically hidden beneath jackets and coats, chopping away at each other in alleyways, rooftops... And in parking lots below pro wrestling shows. There can be only one. A French actor plays a Scottish character. A Scottish actor plays an Egyptian character with a Spanish name who is often called the Spaniard despite being an Egyptian. An American actor plays a Kurgan who is supposed to be from the Russian steppe. The Egyptian, played by the Scot, wields an ancient samurai sword which is passed on to the Highlander, played by the Frenchman. Feeling dizzy yet? <laughs> what is there to love about Highlander? Let's start with the Immortals. The Highlander, as played by Christophe Lambert is actually a pretty bland character. He gets some fun moments, all in flashbacks, but his expression is usually some flavor of stern. There's a lot of focusing on his eyes and the seriousness of those eyes. The Kurgan, played with vigorous villainy by Clancy Brown, is the highlight of every scene that he's in. They give him a lot of humor as well. He's got the best lines in the film. Then there's Sean Connery as Ramirez. Ramirez. I don't know how they managed to get him into this role. Perhaps he owed someone a life debt. I saved his life. He owes me what you call a life debt. Whatever the reason, and despite or because of the ridiculousness of the role, He plays it well and straight as the Highlander's mentor and teacher of all things immortal. And I almost forgot the pretty darn amazing soundtrack from Queen. Princess of the Universe in particular really sets the tone for the movie and pumps me up for some Highlander action every time I hear it. As inspirational material, the movie delivers some food for thought. The Immortals, particularly the Kurgan when he shows up in medieval Scotland to fight the young, not-yet-immortal Highlander, is the perfect encapsulation of a classic high-level fighter showing up in a scrap of zero-level warriors. He figuratively and physically just towers over everyone else on the battlefield. The powers of the Highlander are left very enigmatic, vague, and frankly underused in the film, but the concepts of the quickening and the eternal battle of supernatural warriors is pretty cool. When one immortal kills another, they literally seem to power up, very much like a player character might level up, though it does not explain much at all what such power actually does for them. The prize, as a concept, is also cool, even if the actual implementation in the film isn't very exciting. There's a flashback sequence with Ramirez, Ramirez. It's teaching the Highlander about the quickening and about all this. They can breathe underwater or don't need to breathe. They can sort of feel the pulse of animals and use their physicality. At one point they race with a deer, I think, or an antelope or something like that. And then they're feeling the heartbeat and they're climbing up to the top of mountains and they're feeling the joys of the quickening. And that's the last thing. We hear about it in the film. In modern New York, you'd think they'd powered up over hundreds of years. Certainly, the Kurgan, with his reputation, must be super powered. And there's no sense of them picking up the pulses of animals or other people or climbing mountains or doing anything like that or really using any quickening abilities at all. There can be only one. <laughs> it just tends to come down to the Kurgan, Clancy Brown, I don't know what his actual physical measurements are, but he seems like a big guy. And then you have Christoph Lambert, and I don't know his measurements in real life, but he obviously seems like a smaller guy compared to the Kurgan, and that's how they face off. The battle is all about sort of the speed and, and maybe a little bit of the guile of the Highlander versus the just physical overpowering strength, and a little bit of dirty tricks from the Kurgan. <laughs> but there's a lot there, just in terms of our imagination, what you could do with the quickening. And the price and with this sort of leveling up concept that they have just for whatever reason they never get into it but it always seems fun and I don't remember uh, until I started looking at it now to kind of analyze it for gameable things that it really occurred to me like oh yeah they really don't touch on much of what the quickening actually does you might think well it does nothing but then they actually had a flashback that literally shows you know it does something they just for whatever reason never use it again Ground, Remember what you. So there's interesting stuff. I w- I think as a player, as a gem, I would love to delve into the Highlander universe. Not necessarily the modern day bit, because I actually think it's the least interesting era of, of immortals. I was gonna say Highlanders, but really it's immortals. There's only a few of them left. You're just stuck with I don't know the kind of modernisms part of it, and and that. Comes up in the movie, there's some police procedural bits as the love interest in the story starts to put things together as far as who the Highlander really is, or at least who he's not, while they're investigating the murder of another Highlander, or another immortal, which, of course, they don't understand. (laughs) But the stuff in the past is really great. I wonder, with them being immortal, but with the caveat of they're immortal until you take their heads you could really think of some interesting consequences in a gameable way if you were going to set this in the past or in a fantastic medieval D&D type setting because lots of punishments were head removing, right? If this was Napoleonic France, you were getting your head chopped off. So you have this idea of the guillotine. You obviously have in Britain, they would behead nobles, things like that. So you can certainly see in a fantasy game or at least a fantasy of the conventional European style that just because you can only die by your head being removed doesn't mean you're not going to end up in situations where they want to remove your head. <laughs> So it would be interesting to play with that, because if you throw them in a prison, they'll languish there forever. It would be cool to run into an NPC who is an immortal. And these immortals, they're not gods. They're not, as they showed in the movie, they're not particularly super-powered. They don't have super strength. They don't have super agility. They just can't be killed unless you know how. So what do you do with that if you're an NPC or you're a PC and you're thrown into some oubliette? And you can't die, but then again, you have no special skills to get out. I saved his life me what you call a life There was a TV show, Highlander, which I enjoyed as sort of a guilty pleasure. I am Duncan MacLeod, born 400 years ago in the Highlands of Scotland. I am immortal, and I am not alone. For centuries, we have waited for the time of the gathering, when the stroke of a sword and the fall of a head will release the power of the quickening. In the end, there can be only one. It was fun, but they... Introduce some twists into it, as you have to do when you're building something from a movie into a multi-year series, and that was that there were certain external organizations not run by Immortals that had information about the Immortals. I think there was one of them that was, they were just like the chroniclers, they were just here to tell the stories, tell the histories of the Highlander, so they knew what was up about the Highlanders, and they passed down their notes from generation to generation. I think they were called the Watchers, and they just watched, as their name implies. I am a watcher, part of a secret society of men and women who observe and record, but never interfere. We know the truth about immortals. In the end, there can be only one. And I think there was some other hostile group that was just trying to kill the immortals. Just to get them off the table, I don't remember. There might have been some twist that some actual immortal was running this group. But they were just trying to, you know, by any means necessary, behead Highlanders. Because the trick was, if you're an immortal and you want to get the quickening from another immortal, I think you had to do the beheading by hand, steel in your hand, making that happen. You couldn't force them into a guillotine or some other trap that would take their head. But this other organization, they weren't concerned about the quickening. They just wanted to get rid of immortals so they could do whatever trick they had. In any case, thought it was a really great idea. I don't really feel like any other movie really scratched that same itch as Highlander. I mean, it's very similar in some ways to a vampire, but they didn't play it with the pathos that vampires have. I mean, the Christoph Lombard Highlander has that a little bit. But they have so many other immortals that you run into that have a little bit more zest for the... immortal life that it doesn't seem like that's the core sensibility more than it's just his own weariness which may apply to vampires as well but i didn't feel like oh this is just another way of doing a vampire and once you if you want to pull in stuff from the tv show that there are organizations if you were going to flash this back to more medieval setting you could call them guilds maybe a certain church or religion Maybe the watchers could be affiliated with some church or religion, and maybe a different church or religion or cult is just trying to get rid of these immortals. You can obviously take these immortals and figure them into some kind of cosmological plan. Think about maybe they belong to different gods and goddesses. Maybe it's some divine power that at certain times in certain places just gets sucked into a mortal. What happens in the movie, and I believe on the TV show as well, is a character will die and in that first death they will manifest their immortality now the movie hints there's a way to tell beforehand and i think the tv show plays with this too because the kurgan seems to know that the highlander will be immortal before he is killed because in fact what the kurgan comes to do is to basically kill the highlander twice kill him he starts to manifest his immortality and then take his head and he's in the, about to do that on the battlefield when the Highlander's family and friends rush in and basically intercept and get him out of there. So there are many things you could do with who are these immortals, what grants them this gift. I mentioned the prize a little bit. They kind of give some vague idea of you could kind of wish something with the prize. You could wish for world peace. You could wish for something else. They mention that the Kurgan's gonna wish for a land embroiled in darkness sort of thing. But it can be a great MacGuffin type thing if if why these various immortals are fighting or who may be trying to take out or manipulate the immortals. And why? It's because you've got this prize at the end of it all. So there's some fun stuff. Highlander's a great movie. If you have a chance to check it out, I think it's on Netflix. If it's not on Netflix, it's definitely on one of the other streaming services... I'm 99% sure, but it's worth the buy. Buy it on disc, buy it on Amazon, whatever, digital video. Buy it on your digital purveyor of choice, Apple, Amazon, whomever. If you haven't seen it, it's definitely worth a watch. If you have seen it, let me know what you felt about it. Did it influence your games? Did you pull any ideas from Highlander and throw them into your role-playing games, past, present, or are you thinking about it in the future? Let me know. But that's Highlander, and I'll talk to you later. With the princes of the universe. Yeah!